Five Steps to Ending Negative Body Image Self-Talk, Episode 17. Welcome to the Awaken You podcast, where we break down relationship barriers by awakening your true you. I'm Coach Christine, and the two of us will be doing this work together because this process isn't about changing your partner. It's about discovering who you are so you can awaken you in your marriage. Hello, hello, my friends. How are you this week? This week, we are talking about negative self-talk, and you all know it's a real thing. We all do it, but there is actually a practice different from believing what we tell ourselves, a practice that you can utilize to quiet those negative saboteurs while allowing you to actually hear them, recognize them, dismiss their lies, and access a part of your brain that has your best interest in mind. This practice is what I call mental fitness, which resonates with most of my listeners because many of you are very familiar with the required consistent practice of weightlifting to strengthen and grow muscle tissue. Lasting results don't come from a temporary practice. Though beneficial, it will move you forward, but stopping the practice only reinforces that old muscle memory, what your body remembers from before that short little stint of a temporary practice. You are all probably quite familiar with the phenomena of consistent training, bringing you slow, permanent results while watching those gains quickly disappear after a short hiatus from your program. Today, I'm going to share several tips to help you end your negative body image self-talk. But remember, the key is consistent practice and practicing the belief that the practice will win you results that set you free from the control you're giving your brain over your body image sabotage. One of the best things about mental fitness is that you can do it anywhere, anytime, no gym membership required. Oh, and wait, you didn't realize that this was actually possible in your physical fitness practice as well? Well, I'm here to tell you after spending 30 some years living in a gym as part of what I did for work, I haven't been in a gym for, I don't know, probably five years. So I'm here to tell you that it is possible. All you need is to decide that your practice is part of your day-to-day life and then You use that powerful brain of yours to show you how. Yes, your brain is what produces all of your results, including your fitness results. Let me share 
a huge result that I am quite proud of producing for myself and my life around this negative self-talk about my body. It has been almost five years since I have looked in the mirror and didn't like what I saw. Now, that doesn't mean that my brain never offers up some sort of lie about what it sees in the mirror. But it's much quieter now than it ever was in the past. And I don't squash it down and I don't try harder to look better or different. It's more of a little whisper that now I gently notice and then excuse, reminding my brain of who I am and how magnificent I have been created to be. Most of my life, I have done everything I could to change what I thought was unacceptable about myself. I exercised, I educated myself, I learned how to eat right, read those self-help books, I learned the latest and greatest makeup tips, and you know what? None of it mattered. No. No matter what I did, that negative self-talk and desire to change was consistent. Nothing I did was good enough to satisfy the negative body image monster inside my head. I was never good enough. No matter what anyone else told me, I believed them to be liars. So what did I do? Well, and let me back up. The people that might have said negative things about me inside my head, I actually believed them. So, okay, what did I do? I tried harder. That's what I used to do. That was the old me. I searched for a new level that might bring that satisfaction. It was a negative body image treadmill that never brought me to my desired destination. Then one day I decided enough wasn't enough and that I was going to change this lifelong energy drain. I decided to step off the negative body image treadmill. I decided to stop denying God's perfection of creation while being all in on my journey to self-love, knowing that it would take some time, but I committed myself to it. If you haven't listened to my very first podcast episode, I highly recommend you go listen after you've finished listening to this one. That one is all about how to start loving yourself. The process of loving yourself includes quieting that negative self-talk, period. Today, we're focusing specifically on our bodies and how we talk about them, how we talk to ourselves about them. I want to invite you to follow the podcast, come back every week because every topic that I share here with you will bring you closer to the self-love needed to break this cycle. This month's expert interview, I am excited to share with you. Uh, It will release the last Tuesday of this month. It is with Master Certified Life Coach Martha I am. And Martha helps women and men end their relationship with binge eating. And within the realm of what we talk about in this interview, there is the topic of body image and negative self-talk. The first step to ending negative body image self-talk is just decide to stop. 
decide that enough is enough. And my intention here is not to make you angry because if you're anything like I was, you have tried this route with very little success. The problem is you did not implement the other tools of change that I will be offering you today. You didn't recognize that voice as a saboteur. Instead, you believed it. And believing that voice will only send you into the self-reprimand that keeps you stuck and in a forever loop of powerlessness over your own mind and body. The solution is within you, but you have to be committed to the end result. You have to believe in the truth that you are fully lovable and valuable and worthy. Again, the ticket is committing and implementing all of the five steps I'm sharing here today. You have done a beautiful job over the years protecting yourself for some valid reason or another. You have taught your brain well, and now it's time to reteach it. There is no longer a reason for you to protect yourself. These thoughts are no longer serving you. You are an adult who gets to decide on purpose what you want to think. You get to decide to manage your mind or let your mind manage you. One of these choices is going to help you grow and increase the joy you experience in this life and the other will continue having you search for something outside of yourself for that joy that keeps escaping you. The next step is understand the cognitive dissonance you are experiencing. To better understand cognitive dissonance, you can read a post I wrote specifically about this topic called What is Cognitive Dissonance? You can go to the show notes and there is a link to this article. Cognitive dissonance is the gap between where you are right now and the person you are becoming. And in this instance, it would be looking at who you are right now, what you believe, how you feel, and how you behave versus the person you long to be, the person who believes down to their core that they are valuable and whole with certainty while no longer believing the voice inside their head that says they aren't good enough as they are. Your brain is super comfortable with your current belief, so comfortable that it has stored it away as an automatic response. It takes work and energy to believe something different, to change that old belief and exchange it for a new one. It's like a child who loves its binky and will kick and scream whenever you take it away. Until one day... The child discovers that life is just fine without that binky, and maybe even a whole lot better. The child can clear the gap of the binky, no binky dissonance because they haven't been using their binky for as many years as you have been telling your brain the story about your body. Recognizing cognitive dissonance allows you to enjoy the journey instead of fighting against it. Understanding cognitive dissonance allows you to have compassion for the process and to trust yourself to know that you will keep doing this work 
until one day you're going to look back and see how far you've come. It's like looking at that long journey to swimming across the big lake that's in front of your Airbnb rental, thinking that you would never be able to swim to the other side. But you get in the lake, one stroke at a time, you tell yourself one more, and then another until all of a sudden you find yourself on the other side of the lake, giving yourself a high five for persevering and not giving up on yourself. The third step to ending that negative body image self-talk is creating awareness. And this is where my mental fitness program comes into play. My mental fitness program is a simple, easy to implement process of noticing, hearing, and then dissipating the saboteur voices that we have partnered with over a lifetime. Awareness is the first step of change. It's the first part of the mental fitness program. You being here searching for solutions to your negative self-talk and acknowledging that you're tired of the self-sabotage and ready to do something different. When you become aware of the action you're taking that you don't want to take without squashing it down, pushing it away, unsuccessfully attempting to run away from it, get it out of your life, that's when you allow your brain to start coming up with solutions. See, you've already started the awareness problem by coming here and listening to this podcast. As you create awareness and start taking the steps, I recommend you notice that you will continue to fall into those old thought loops. But now the difference is that you recognize them, you see them, and you're able to self-correct. You're able to shift your mindset, recognize why you're having them, And then decide, choose what you want to do. And then the more often you put this pattern into effect, the less those old thought patterns are going to show up, the more quiet they're going to be. A warning alert I do want to share with you is to reinforce what I shared earlier when talking about cognitive dissonance is that your brain loves its old way of being, its old way of thinking. Even if it doesn't feel good, it is a default. You do it on autopilot. It requires no extra thinking or energy consumption. The process of change is going to be a bit more difficult once you implement these tools because you have to bring your prefrontal cortex into the process through deliberate interception. You can't go to the default, the easy way of doing it. So as you start doing this work, in the beginning, it's going to feel maybe a bit exhausting. This is the process of 
any good change though. Eventually, that new thought patterning will become more auto-generated and committed to that primitive brain. Something to look forward to, right? Awareness includes calling out those old thoughts. And I want to suggest that you write them down, maybe using your notes app on your phone. Maybe you have a little notebook that you carry around with you. Every time you look in that mirror, or that shop window as you walk by and say something negative, write it down and then correct your thinking. Remind yourself that you are beautiful. Yes, even if you don't quite believe it. A super useful tool to help graduate into more believable thoughts. If thinking I am beautiful isn't working, right, is that thought ladder, You can read about that tool in my post, which I have titled How to Get From Here to There. There is a link in the show notes to that blog post. And in that blog post, I teach you how to go from where you are now, that negative thought that you wrote down in your notes app or in your notebook, then the the tiny step forward. So maybe that thought ladder is something like, I'm contemplating the idea that I am beautiful. It's possible that someday I might believe that I'm beautiful. And there you go, my friends. I have added a sixth tool to end your negative self-talk around body image. And that tool is the thought ladder. My fourth tip is to work on creating compassion and empathy around this process. Compassion and empathy are emotions that will always serve you well and open you up to understanding. They are emotions that open up your mind to its creative process, helping you to come up with solutions. Guilt, shame, discouragement are all emotions that shut down that creative process. And as you move through the practice that I'm describing here, you will start noticing the emotions you are feeling. Some emotions open you up and expand you while others close you down, keeping you from change. I help you with that process of learning how to experience your emotions, actually feeling them, And you can also go to another post that I have linked in the show notes called How to Start Feeling Your Emotions. That article will help you with this process. And actually, in my Awaken You coaching program, one of the exercises I teach my clients is how to process emotions. It's a tool that you learn in the program and you utilize. I use this tool quite a bit and it opens me up to really understanding why that emotion is there, why I'm feeling that emotion. And then it allows me to move forward. Emotions are our body's signal, our awareness tool. Learning how to tune into your emotions will help you become aware of what you are thinking and why. It is one of the most powerful tools I teach. 
The process of feeling your emotions opens you up to what your brain is telling you, what it is trying to do for you. And when you're able to tap into this tool, you will start to understand why you're feeling the way you are and see whether it's actually serving you or if it's an old, outdated, deeply ingrained response that you can now throw away. Compassion, curiosity, and empathy towards yourself will always open you up to learning something new and helping you move past what is keeping you stuck in old thought loops. Finally, my last tip that I'm sharing today is a tip that will close the gap even faster, and it's the tool I call my self-mentor. This tool has evolved as I have utilized it, just like any other tool you've learned how to use. When you discover any new tool, you're an amateur. It's a bit clumsy using it. You're not really certain of the power that the tool possesses, but as you continue to use the tool, the power starts to reveal itself. I know I sound super excited, but the future mentor, the self-mentor tool is incredible. So the more you use it, the more powerful it becomes. The future self-mentor is the person you are becoming. You are her. She is in you and you get to create her. Maybe you gather photos of her. You write about how she shows up for herself, how she holds herself, how she speaks to herself, what she thinks about her body, everything about her, you start envisioning. You begin to ask yourself how that future version of yourself, how your self-mentor would act right now. What would she say when she looks in the mirror and sees what she sees? Would she smile and give herself a little wink? Or would she pat herself on the back? Would she lift her chest and stand tall? I think so. Start creating your future self model, a vision board for who you are becoming, and watch yourself grow into her. As you do this work and implement these tools that I've shared with you today, you will find yourself having your own back without relying on your husband to tell you how beautiful you are. And then, of course, not believing him anyway. Of course, you still can love it when he does this, but now you can wink at him. You can give him a big hug and say, right on, honey. I couldn't agree more with that thought you have. Remember, friend, this is a journey. And if you want help along the journey, then I've got your back. It's what I do. And I absolutely love helping you through the process. If you have any questions about this process or want help implementing these tools and all of the other tools that I use to help women change their lives, then let's chat. Let me come alongside your process, sharing some extra accountability and guidance to reach your goal with ease. 
book your program inquiry call today. And I look forward to hearing from you and helping you create your future self vision. And you can book that inquiry call by going into the show notes and clicking on the link and getting yourself scheduled. If you're interested in learning more about my mental fitness six-week course, which is valued at $14.95, then you've got to get on my mailing list. That link is also in the show notes. And on my mailing list is where I will be sharing all about this life-changing program. Even better, as a listener, every week I am giving away one of these programs to one lucky listener who reviews the podcast and then sends a screenshot of that review to my email address, which is super easy. It's christine at christinebongiovanni.com. And I will enter you into a weekly drawing that makes you eligible to join. If you don't win on a week, no worries. I keep everyone in the lottery, only taking out those who have already won the course. Reviewing is super simple. Scroll to the bottom of my podcast page, click on the blue letters that say write a review, and then take a screenshot right while you're in there and send that screenshot to me. And I can't wait to hear from you. It has been my pleasure sharing how to end that negative body image self-talk. I hope that this has helped you this week. And I look forward to chatting with you next week. Ciao, my loves. Thank you for listening to the Awaken You podcast. If you enjoyed listening, then you have to go check out Awaken You my one-on-one coaching program where we take all of this material and we apply it to your life, we study it, and we take it to your next level so that you can awaken you in your marriage. For any questions, comments, or coaching issues you'd like to hear on the podcast, please visit me on my website and together let's awaken you. (laughs) 